There's no rules in this bitch, okay? So we're gonna talk about whatever you want, whatever we want, because we're gonna spin it and let y'all know what we're gonna talk about for 15 minutes. We're gonna give you rapid fire stuff. They're the coaches, I'm the everyday guy. I'm gonna challenge them because who the fuck are they to tell me what to do? They don't know me, they do know me. They've known me for a really long time, but that's not the point. The point is we're here to give you guys a fun podcast and hopefully you learn some shit along the way. All right, and we're live uh, about 40 minutes later than we said. And the topic many names, today. But thank God we're talking about today's topic, which is time management. I thought I had a black belt in procrastination. Turns out Rance is right there with me. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Nothing much. Here you behind doing, on my I- whole day. Behind on your whole day, what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> no, it's fucking rain. This weather doesn't help anything either. It just it's it's not a good source of motivation. So nah, you'll get a fucking I, I, task. I, no, the the weather doesn't doesn't give uh give the excuse for it. So then why are we late? So I think so little background is Jay and I recorded this episode before. And one of the the party tricks that was lost was when we were like, how long do we think we've been on, right? Yeah. And I said, I don't know, like, what was I said? Like 10 minutes or something? Yeah. Jay was like 37 minutes and it was like almost on the money. That's pretty. (laughs) Um, So that is the root cause of me being late. I swear (laughs) to God, I thought it was four (laughs) o'clock. I'm so happy you don't fucking do drugs. (laughs) <laughs> It'd be the fucking worst. <laughs> It'd be the worst. You have all the gadgets in the fucking world in your house that tells yeah, you. Yeah, how do you how do you fuck that up? You got a watch. You got a cell you phone. Nap? You got Google that tells you every answer possible, and then you you still come forty five minutes late. I don't understand. So I that. wasn't home. I was, uh, and that's why I had said like, oh, in the evening I'll be available. Yeah, um, we're. My wife and I, you know, we have a little side hobby of interior decoration and we were at Lisa's and I was in the process of putting up wallpaper. I was on the fifth sheet putting up wallpaper and Bala goes, babe, don't you have a podcast today? I'm like, yeah, that's later. And I look at the time. I'm like, (gasps) and then I see your messages. And that's when I said, guys, I'm running late. After he's already after he's already 20 minutes late. <laughs> Guys, by the way, I'm not gonna be here for like another 20 minutes, okay? <laughs> well, good thing today's episode is about time management, which we this like you said, this is which our we second. We probably time shouldn't doing it. we probably shouldn't ask Rances for advice on time time management. Yeah, I think Rances should be taking advice. <laughs> Rances, we're going to coach time management you today. through time management because you suck. <laughs> I I give you that. And I also raise you that because I suck at it is why I have so many uh, ways to manage my time. Yeah, no, no, you're right. We'll, we'll, we'll get your uh, suggestions for And then tools. we'll tell everybody to do the and fucking we'll opposite of it because yeah. it makes no sense. All right, can I can I ask a, a quick question to Mo? Can you share your level of judgment that you have for my tardiness or people in general tardiness? 
It's not a it's not a judgment. It's a pet fucking peeve. Like <laughs> it's annoying. Like we all agreed to be and meet at one time. We like Jay even suggested six thirty. I think that's really the funny room. part. And you're like, nah, we don't. And you're like, nah, we're good. Six o'clock. And like, I and I just, it's just an annoyance. It's not a judgment. It just is. <laughs> it just it makes me happy. Time management. And I was like, I even put six fifteen as the start time. He was like, oh, you know, Rancis is probably going to be fifteen minutes late. No, it was forty five. I was completely off. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is episode number 62, guys. Just so everybody knows, this is episode 62. Um, this is part two of time management, which is really part one because nobody's ever going to see the other one because I don't know how to press the record button when we're in person. So I'll take full responsibility for that one. Um, Rancis can talk about all the ways he ignores the little things he sets up for time management. And I think that'll be a fun thing to start with. <laughs> um, I don't know why he considers some red flags that he avoids, but you know, Hey, this is what this is all about. Learning about each other. And um, let's start. Like I said before, um, a black belt and procrastination time management is never really my best friend, but I am punctual. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll say that for myself, I guess, for the most part. But um, I would love to know what your guys' style is. We already know Rance's style on time management right now. <laughs> but, Mo, let's talk about you. Well, I mean, so first of all, we need to, I guess, define what time management is. Because, like sure. you said, punctuality doesn't necessarily mean that you're managing time well. Because... Yeah. You could be punctual and then just like sit around and not do shit for the whole day and just be on time somewhere. Yeah. Uh, So I think let's create like a standard of what time management is. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with that because I I can say the opposite for me. I'm not punctual. So who has the definition of time management then, you fucking smarty pants? (laughs) I'll let Rances go first. (laughs) Definition of time management, my personal definition? Sure. Um, so the way I see it, and I'll give it a Rancis answer, which is we're here on Earth. Ball. Wait, wait, just just let's put a time frame on this because you have Rancis has no you conceptualization you of time. You need to so manage therefore. your time on this story, okay? Okay. This is so this how four about minutes you guys, tops. How about you guys shut it so I can speak? Because it's already two minutes gone. <laughs> Um, so we're here on earth for a certain period of time, our lives. And with that, <laughs> what? This is Jay's face, man. He's already confused. <laughs> so we're here for a certain period Maybe of time, which is... Immediately smoke. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you. <clears throat> sorry I interrupted. Continue. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Go. You got four minutes. All right. So for me, it's about the time that we spent here on Earth, how we how we're using our time, how we're passing the time. And for me, like a big thing important in my life is legacy and what we're leaving behind. So for me, time management talks directly onto the time that we're here on Earth and how we're managing it to get the most out of life. That's what time management means for me. Hmm. Okay. Now, how do you utilize that? 
In what terms? Like, Whatever the I've, fuck hippie shit you just told me about what you think time management is, I need you to explain how what's you the use practical? that. Like how does yeah, it? What's like? Apply? How do you how do you practice it? So for me, it's like Moses was talking about all the calendar reminders and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So number one is you're absolutely right. I have very low conceptualization of time. Um, and using a calendar allows me to conceptualize the time a lot better because I get to see a visual representation of what time looks like, which is blocks on the calendar. And so when I look at my day like that, I stack up activities as to what I'm going to do in order to make my time most efficient based off of my intention. What am I trying to achieve? So what are the actions that I'm taking today that are helping me achieve that? And that's how, how it looks in, in practice. My next question for you is why do you ignore it? Ignore. <laughs> ignore all these, all these schedules you put on your so thing. I don't, I don't ignore it. Um, in a typical situation and, and I know, all right, you guys are, are having a laugh, but <laughs> in the sense of on the majority of the, the things that, that gets put on, on me, you can always count that I'm going to get those things done. I'm going to follow through. So I am a man of my word on everything outside of the pun punctuality thing. So there's that, that kind of dichotomy you of it. You're hundred percent right. It's just fun to tease you. You're right. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a hearty har. But okay, so here's I guess my next question for you, Rancis, is so you know, I was joking around like, oh, like what happens when you ignore, you know, like whatever you have you whatever sets like whatever steps you have set up to remind yourself of the whatever you have to do during the day to manage your time. Now, what are ways like what are ways to is it like setting reminders and shit like that for like, if you like, Oh shit, like I haven't looked at my phone for a minute kind of thing. Like, you know, for example, like for today, aside from not being punctual, like are there other ways to have to have like fail switches, I guess. So for me, and again, for me, it's like the lack of conceptualization of time. I try to yeah. use as many triggers as possible. So like I wear a smartwatch and I keep it on, like I keep it on, on, yeah. vibrate and stuff where my wife wears a smartwatch and she has it on mute like it no, no notifications come in but for me i keep it on because that's when i realize like buzz oh i got a notification this means something's going up yeah and like again today is a perfect representation of that i was putting up uh, uh wallpaper so my hands are getting full of glue and stuff like that so i have the the watch off so yeah. i don't have any there external stimuli that's yeah. telling me hey this is the time this is w where you have to move on next so when i unplug in that way <sighs> <laughs> it's also fun to it's give you shit thing. because i'm also the guy who didn't put google calendar on his phone until like three weeks ago <laughs> so <laughs> wouldn't that are i would make an argument that those tools can be debilitating at the same time yeah you so handicap like, yourself Exactly. Like I see Rances go in the car and whenever we need to travel somewhere, like let's say the location of our business, he puts the GPS on. And to me, it's just like, why do you need the GPS to a place that we already know where we're going, which is like half a mile away. And these tools sometimes, what? Oh, no, no, I, it's, Well, I think for, for that purpose more specifically, it's to understand the amount of time that it would take to get from point A to point B, which I get it. Uh, but some of these other tools, 
like the calendars and, and, you know, the, the reminders, I think can be debilitating at the same time. There has to be a middle point where you can look outside and you can look at the sun and you can look at, you know, the sky and understand what time it is so that you're saying, uh, you know, it's probably around five, six o'clock. Let me, let me check my phone. Let me check my watch and see if like that's accurate. So I can get to the next place or where I have to be. I like that you have to like part Native American in that scenario to understand. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not far yeah, off. Huberman, Huberman fucking talks about it. He talks about like yeah, the guy's rhythm. a fucking genius, though. Well, I'm learning from him. Come <laughs> applying these tools, in the sense of like. If you look at your dogs, right, and your animals yeah. in, in your house, they understand when the sun goes. They understand when it's morning without using a clock or anything. So, like, how are we different? So, like, they understand the points of the day. They know exactly when they're supposed to eat. And mm-hmm. they'll start barking at you or start, you know, making ruckus. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's also important. I think sometimes when you utilize the tools too much is it can throw that off. And it's like, how do you find the balance? How do you find the medium? So what what I say to that is because this goes into the realm of this is this is a known thing, right? With someone who's neurodivergent, you're going to have the challenges with time management, with time uh, awareness. It's a it's a study thing. So coming from that perspective, it's like it's like suggesting almost like someone that is using a wheelchair it's like, you know, I think that wheelchair is making you weaker and unable. It's it's because of this, this limitation that you need to use these assistants where without these assistants, and Moses, you know this, like you, every time we sit together and, and I project how long something's going to take me, you're like, no, bro, it's going to take you X amount, right? And that has nothing to do with like using the tools or whatever to, to measure time. It has to do with just how I see actions happening. My, the, the aspect of driving to location, that's a huge thing because for me, the, the conceptualizing the time to get to a place without seeing a visual representation, like it doesn't exist in my mind, in my frame of reference, it doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, I have to be there at noon. So I'll leave at noon. <laughs> Unless I stop and think, I'm like, wait, that's wrong. Right. <laughs> so like the practice of, of going through all of that is like, okay, so I have to think about this thing. And I look at it again, turn it into a, a, a reference of block timing and I, I use that and apply that. So I have to translate into the language in which it makes sense to me. And these tools allow that to happen to me. Now I can agree with you that the tools can become overwhelming, right? Because you have all this kind of external stimulus to keep track. And that's that's part of the 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 issues because it's like the way that I function in the world, it's not, it doesn't correlate as well with how a typical person functions in the world. So there's that challenge. And basically the way I see it is like, all right, that's my challenge to to carry. But wouldn't you argue too that like, you're not developing the awareness because of these tools? 
So if you're always using the tools, then what are the practices that you use to develop awareness around time conceptualization? So I put it to you this way. I had about 26 years of practicing, trying to become aware of the time and just beating it, trying to get better at managing the time with no improvement. Like I was late through my entire school career, like so late that between my wife and I, when we started dating, when we were 16 years old, I would be like, I'll pick you up to go to school. And she used to get to school an hour and a half early for no fucking reason whatsoever. And in the morning, I'll be late and she'll be pissed. And then I'm driving next to her, like, get in the car. Like, no, I'm walking. Fuck you. And when I would walk into school with her, she would get so pissed because the front office would be like, hey, Rances, good morning. Don't worry about it. Just go to class. Because it was so expected. It was like, yo, this guy just has so many detentions for being late that it doesn't even fucking matter. It's just part of his schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm saying with that uh, is that it's what these tools have allowed me to do is to have an adaptation that is actually functional at a, at a certain level as opposed to in the past it was just like not functional at all so it goes to me again it goes into that that wheelchair idea he's like yeah you give you 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 build a a, a storefront with a few steps to go up and you say no everyone should be able to make it up two steps so a person in a wheelchair can jump off of it and crawl their way up the steps and it's like, yeah, that's getting them stronger and everything, but is that efficient? Is that what we want as the standard? Or this is the most the wild comparison I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> is it for I think it for is, being for me, late? Think, yeah. <laughs> for being late, what a wild thing! Like you can't use your legs, crawl up those stairs. <laughs> no, because so wait, this is this is like a, a it can be dismissive topic. of his. Uh, is neurodivergence like no i'm I not being dismissive of the neurodivergence i just think it's a it's a the imagery is funny to me when it's like you with somebody who can't use their legs compared to having trouble being on time well that that's that's the the, the concept here because we we view mental health as a thing because we can't visually see it we yeah. view challenges and disabilities that come from the lack of of physical context we view them as like oh they're not as as you know you can't compare to to someone without legs it's like well someone's brain is set up entirely different it's like it is a disability in the same factor so it's not to me it's not a wild comparison it's just funny to me you're right i'm sorry buddy you're neurodivergent and i gotta respect it if you can't tell time you know what that's fine (laughs) there's other things you're really good i mean i don't i I don't think jay I don't think Jay's is wrong either for making that comparison. Like I, I do agree. That is, I, I do agree to me. It feels uh, like a wild analogy in the sense that right now I get you Rancis and I say, all right, yeah, he does have this uh, neurodivergence, which then makes him, you know, late or he doesn't understand uh, how to basically tell time in the moment when he's in the present moment at the same time i would argue too it was like okay so in high school you did try these things you had no idea that you were neurodivergent at that time you knew you were different so like with the information that you have now 
do you think it's possible to train the awareness to be able to get better at time without the use of tools? Maybe be like Flavor Flav. And because put, like if someone, if like what happened? I was like, maybe be like Flavor Flav and you put like a clock around your neck. I'm saying is like a person with a wheelchair who is not able to walk like, yes, we can see that. We can understand that person is, is not able to physically move their legs. My argument now is, well, you have the awareness and you have more knowledge now than you did previously back then. So is it possible to train that to get better at that aspect? Will you still have this disability or this, uh, I don't know what to call it, this restriction? Um, yeah, you always will. Like that's always going to be there. That's for sure. You're going to have to work 10 times harder. So I think that absolutely, because number one is like, I believe in adaptability, right? I believe that we can improve, you know, like reading, for example, it's something that for me innately is very challenging and I've improved my reading dramatically um, where I wouldn't call it fast by no means, but it's so better than Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what I say to that is like, yes, that improvement is possible. The work that goes behind that approve, improvement is still basically dragging an anchor when you're competing against someone else that's just ro rolling downhill, right? So it's like, yes, I can get better. Yes, I can, I can fucking take a, a, a hourglass, flip it over and try to calculate, okay, this is what, you know, a minute feels like, got it, you know, I can do all of that and get better at that process. And in the same aspect, I can use tools to help me kind of level the playing field and be able to, to, to pass time in the same manner or not even the same manner, but closer to the same manner as the typical person. So it's like, it's where you're, you're, you're putting the efforts in, in my opinion. So that I agree with. And this is where I say, I kind of agree with Jay's kind of comparison saying it is a little wild because like a person in a wheelchair doesn't have that opportunity, right? Like a person yeah, in a wheelchair can't say, I'm going to focus on my legs and move the right one if he's paralyzed. No, the person, the person in a wheelchair, like if you guys ever seen a homeless person, right, that doesn't have a wheelchair and they don't have legs, they're crawling on their arms, swinging. So they're figuring out a way to get around, but we wouldn't say that a wheelchair would be better for them. So that to me is the same thing. It's like, yes, I'm, that's what I said. The anchors, I'm, I'm figuring out how to get around it by putting in all this extra effort, but the tool, like the wheelchair, the tools are going to help me and get around more fluidly. Hmm. I'm going to smoke a little bit more pot to agree with that. <laughs> you don't have to agree. Um, I mean, no, no, but to, to, to wrap my head around the, 
more so just to wrap my head around what you just said. And I, I hear you too, and I, I understand it. And I still goes back to the imagery of it still makes me giggle. And that's what makes it wild to me. And that there's nothing that's going to change that. But we'll, we could just change the topic for just a quick second and talk about where you could find us. Uh, because you can find us on a whole bunch of different places. Um, and you can have a whole bunch of apps that help you remind you that we come out every Friday with a new podcast on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and pretty much everywhere else that you can find a podcast. So you can find us on our website, vidaproject.com. Awesome. There you go. Or you can straight up search Mindset You on YouTube, on because um, on YouTube now it has the podcast option, or on any podcast sources, Mindset You. So Vida Project is our company mindset you is our podcast and that's the the correlation between those two names that's right and um to switch gears off of now that we're done picking our rances for the first 24 minutes of this podcast um we can pick on me and i would like to talk about procrastination because boy am i good at it and boy do i love it it's the longest relationship i've ever had with something and it's beautiful um okay so why do you procrastinate I procrastinate for several reasons because I think it goes back to like the, for me, it goes back to working in news where it was, it's not so much procrastination, but I got so used to getting stuff done on a very quick deadline that you didn't have actual time to set up. Like you couldn't really, you had to just get shit done kind of thing. And it's just got it done with 20 seconds left. Thank God. And I think I got addicted to the thrill of chasing, like of beating a deadline. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I do my best work when I chase a deadline. And that's sometimes it works and sometimes it bites me in the fucking ass. And um, I would love to hear from you guys about ways to, aside from just saying don't fucking do that, <laughs> but ways to help change that slowly but surely because apparently we're all neurodivergent in all our own ways in my procrastination. So, um, I think before we go into it, I think there's an interesting, uh, uh, concept here that I would like to touch upon where, you know, we talked about me with, uh, time management, uh, rather punctuality, Jay with, uh, procrastination, um, Mo, is there anything with time mm -hmm. management that you are challenged with before we dive into the procrastination concept i think i think the one thing that becomes challenging is more so it's not so much procrastination but i guess it's like dealing with the anxiety or the setting priorities of like what is the most important thing to work on mm -hmm. and getting over that mm -hmm. can cause procrastination as well so like i deal with it but not in the same not with the same intent like i don't get a rush from waiting for the last thing it's more like oh, no, I, it's not like i'm like oh yeah but it's like when i get it done i'm like oh shit i got it done with like five minutes of spirit i'm a fucking man <laughs> like that kind of thing i think it's like that's, the college kid to me still that's like fucking did that paper in one day bro <laughs> like right before it was due so got an a. you know i'm i'm so glad that, that you said that Mo, because I think it, I think it's, it also connects from all different angles. Um, Jay, in my opinion, that concept of procrastination that how you described it has to do with 
to dopamine, right? Where yeah. dopamine is the chemical that motivates us, right? So we're getting dopamine hits to push us to keep doing the thing. And like you mentioned in news, everything was last minute. Everything was high pressure, high anxiety. And the work that you needed to put out in that last minute format had a lot to do with you being then recognized as like, hey, you're moving up because you're hitting these points. You're, you're able to um, handle this pressure, which just created kind of this environment that supported this ability to be late. Yeah. So now like your dopamine is hardwired with this. It is a, a, a feel good thing that comes along with like, oh, wait, wait, I'm gonna push it to the very end, very end, very end. I don't think it's in your awareness of like, I'm doing this to, to, to get this point, but it's like, you're almost wired to, to get that, that dopamine hit by waiting to the last minute. But furthermore, you get in dopamine, dopamine hits faster by doing other things that give you the dopamine. Mm. So like, instead of actually doing the work that you're supposed to do, that would be due in three hours. Let me go and watch this TV show or let me go eat this thing because you get the dopamine now versus having to wait but you still get the dopamine if you finish the work so you're just you're just choosing what hit what type of dopamine to uh receive first i think that's a that's a that's a great point there was a a, a one post mo i had think i had shared it with you about this this uh guy who did basically a detox of dopamine Mm. so he removed all things that give you dopamine so he doesn't use the phone he doesn't use like a tv at all he doesn't use anything you so basically <laughs> well eating right he doesn't have to do that but basically he he his goal was to make his life as boring as possible which means that you're not getting any dopamine hits on any format so what he would do is work right he's he was an entrepreneur so he would sit down and work on his business there's that technology again <laughs> <laughs> actually let me unmute google the mic's off actually yeah that's um that's we're keeping you know, that in yeah <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, like to that point like to moses point like i have all these technology my whole house is telling me hey it's time to do this hey it's time to do that um but so anyways back to the story the the individual he basically made his life boring so he's not getting any dopamine hits and he's an entrepreneur so then when he would work he started actually getting dopamine hits by simply doing work Right. So every time he would sit down and do work, that was the only stimuli that he would yeah. get. Otherwise, he'll be bored. So then he'll be encouraged to do more work. And then he started moving faster on his work and getting more productive because that became the stimuli for dopamine. So like it gives you an insight as to like Moses said, like there's so many things that we we rather do because they feel good, because they literally give us dopamine. Right. Like right now, your dog, right? Indy on your lap, you that's giving you dopamine hits. Yes, you know? it is. 
So like all of these, all of these things in our life that is competing for what's the best dopamine, what tastes the best. And then when we have like the work, that's like, mm, that's not going to give me much dopamine until it's like exciting until it's yeah, like an I, event that is like, boom, I finish on time. And now you, I never want to take a nap more than before I have to do something. And I'm like, I could totally nap for like 25 minutes right now. I could totally bust out this nap. And other times I'm like, I don't need to nap ever. But if I have to do something, nap is needed. I have to, it has to happen or I have to talk myself into it. Absolutely. And then, um, Mo, with, uh, how would you describe, like, cause it's different than Jay with the procrastination. You said for you, it's more like priority. So how would you describe the, the opposite when you are prioritizing and you have things in order, like what's the difference in terms of you taking action? Well, I mean, it's, it's more, it's not as an emotional decision in the sense of like, it's already, once I have like, so one of the things that I've been doing a lot lately, that one of the tools that we've been using together was like motion AI, where it basically, you put your to-dos in there and based on your calendar, it fits it into these spots for you. So with that, it takes away the the opportunity for other dopamine hits. So if you don't set your day, if you don't establish your day, then you're going to look for opportunities for more, for bigger rewards. So what happens is when you don't plan it and you don't have priorities, you then have to go through your head or through your mind and look for which is going to give you the biggest reward. And sometimes these tasks, you may do something now and the reward may come six months from now, a year from now. So why work on it? Mm -hmm. Right. So then what happens is you get, you put that off, you put that off, you put that off, you put that off till the moment comes, the right moment comes for you. There's like, no, if I do this now, then I get the biggest reward. Now it isn't to say that that's a good or bad thing. It just, sometimes it can, it can throw off your plans or your vision of where you want your life to go. So going back to like Rancis's thing is like, I understand where I want my life to go. So therefore I know how to prioritize. Therefore I know how to use my time or how to manage my time by putting these tasks in the right place. One of the ways that I've done it, and I think I can speak for Rancis as well as the motion AI, um, that's been a huge help because I just like list things out. It's like, I know if I work on this task now, I may not see the rewards till next year, but I know that I'm working on it now. Mm -hmm. um, and that give, that takes away the space to do anything else. Like, you know, watch Netflix or, you know, take a nap <laughs> or, you know, go do something else. And I give myself room for that as well, but I try to minimize it as much as possible. So I think um, that touches on uh, uh, another key point here, which is intention, right? You mentioned like, where am I trying to take my life? And like all these tools or whatever, like even the the motion AI, Mo, you and I have spoken about this, where it's like, this is a great tool. It, it'll do this and this and this for you. But if you don't understand the basics of intentions and where you want to take your life, it all means nothing. It's just noise. And and I think that's that's the overwhelm part where is is the busy, busy, busy. But where are you going with all this busyness? Like that needs to have balance. That needs to be understood. It's like, I'm doing this now 
because I'm trying to take my life this way. Now there's motivation. Now there's there's purpose behind you doing this. And then that's when you can now calibrate your your dopamine to to be in tune with what you're doing in the day because you're you have this vision of where you're going. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Jay, you're going through that right now with with uh, the first like first amateur fight you're going into, right? Like your decision making behind that vision or that goal is. Yeah. It's it's a lot more curated. I'm sure you have it way more planned out than. I've never been things. more planned out for anything else in my fucking life than when it comes to the gym. It's not even. It's. I think the. For me, it's it's just um. I really like training, and this gives me a purpose to like really push training. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Without, when I'm going to cut out the 45 minute speech I just gave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just i i really enjoy the act of training and having like a regiment because i'm somebody who doesn't isn't necessarily known for having a regiment i mean i just started using google calendar not too long ago and other than that ashley's my calendar but in our other meetings we always joked you would hear me yell to ashley what are we doing on such and such date and that's my. Oh, so that's, you have a handy. You're handicapped too. You're in a wheelchair as well. Oh, I'm I'm handicapped <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> I'm right there with Rancis. I need that ramp. But you um, want to know what's funny? That like, I was like that too before I met Rancis, and it was these tools yeah. that he introduced me to. And I feel yeah. like Rancis is on the other side of the like, like the spectrum. Like he's on the extreme side. And be like, mm, I don't want to be like that. So I'm gonna go a little <laughs> bit towards the middle. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but it's, I mean. Go ahead, Jay. Oh no, no, I'll just say it's it's you're right though. It's it's trying to find that middle ground. And um and I'm stubborn, so it's just a very slow process. Like I just got Google Calendar. <laughs> what I was gonna say was that like because of number one is like entrepreneurship to me is a big aspect of learning how to manage your time because when you're you know, you go to school and school manages your time, tells you when to move. There's a bell that goes on to go to the thing. When you go to college, you get a little bit more freedom, but it's still managing your time. It's like you got this class at this time, this time. And then you go to the workforce and in work, you got, let's say, a typical job, nine to five. You you had Your time is managed all the time. So the transition to entrepreneurship means that you have to manage every aspect of it. And it's hard as hell because the first thing you do is like, I don't know what to do. Who's going to tell me? So you have to figure that out. So for me, like learning how to manage my time with the tools and however I had to figure it out has a lot to do with like just being in the deep end and not having like support or anything like that, just figuring it out. And then also you guys know, read tons of books. It was a whole phase where like for a whole year, I was reading different time management books and started coming up with the whole idea and concepts and everything. Started coaching and teaching my clients on how to do time management, not because I'm the greatest at it, but because I've had to go so deep into learning it. Mm -hmm. I think the other aspect of that, too, like to build on top of what Rancis said is when as an entrepreneur, procrastination becomes even bigger because of the failure that's behind it like you're so afraid of the failure so you rather not do the task so that you don't have to deal with the outcome Mm -hmm. so if you never did the task and nothing happened so therefore you didn't fail 
<laughs> and that's what happens a lot of the times to entrepreneurs. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And you'll hear a lot of people say, I'm going to talk. I'm going to make this podcast. And they just never do it. They never do it because they're afraid of the failure. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I just don't have the time. It's like, nah, it's bullshit. You do have the time. You just, you just, the priority, the intention, the purpose, all of that is not there. So therefore you procrastinate because you're afraid of failure. And I learned that when I first went into to business with Rancis, it was like, I would find myself like making phone calls and trying to make sales. It was just like, that was the fear behind the rejection, you know, the fear behind putting out a new product or new service or putting myself out on social media or doing videos or any of those things all led to the procrastination because it was just failure. Once you get over that failure, then you're like, okay, let me just do a bunch of shit. And then when you start doing a bunch of shit, you're gonna be like, I'm a mess. And then that's when you're ready for time management. And all the tools that Rancis talks about. Until then, when we see a person's like, I need help with time management. It's like, for what? What's the purpose? If they don't have one, we're like, nah, like we're, you're not even there. <laughs> These tools don't make don't don't matter for you. I think like why we told you Google calendars is like, all right, Jay, Jay's got a little bit of a purpose with us because we actually have a podcast. Yeah, I know. We're I trying to actually look at a calendar so I guess, now. I guess we should make Jay look at a calendar. <laughs> And actually, you scheduled all the dates out, and I was like, "I know, I hate awesome. you guys making me grow personally. I don't enjoy this. <laughs> I like being stuck in my ways." <laughs> oh man, it's so much simpler. I remember uh, just to talk about Jay's stubbornness for a second. I remember when um, I was in college, and I don't know how we met. I was summer or something like that. We met up one time, and I was like, "Oh, yo, have you seen uh, Supersize Me?" And you were like, "Yeah, I was eating McDonald's while watching it." <laughs> that that to me that's like that's jay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in the moreno household <laughs> so you guys just to to recap kind of like what we talked about time management mo you're great at this at uh, taking a bunch of information and put it in a conceptualized manner want to give it a shot sure uh so rancis is comparable to a man in a wheelchair <laughs> so we started with that <laughs> um no but seriously uh i think one of the like the takeaways if we're going to talk about takeaways here i think if you struggle with time management um then using tools are, are going to be a vital like uh support tool for you as an individual and if you need help with that just reach out to rancis rancis got all the tools in the world for you to use um, but I think before that is clarifying a vision and an intention or purpose as to why you should become more productive. Um, not just because you feel you have to or because you feel that you're not productive. That's not enough evidence to support that. I think it's more about what do you want your life to look like and what are the skills you're going to need to develop to get there. Once you figure that out, then I think time management becomes the next step. I don't know if that worked out. Did, did I do a good job? <laughs> Great job. And, and you made me think job. of something. Um, I think maybe for this uh, podcast, we'll add the link to the 10-year vision. So okay. we have this survey that we created that is for creating a 10-year vision for yourself in different sections of your life. So you can go through it and save your stuff through Google, take your time filling it out, and it kind of helps you create that purpose and vision for your life, which then helps you then get to the next step of, okay, I need to now become active in creating this vision, which is time management. 
That's true. And if you're like me and you're probably not going to do any of that, start with just using Google Calendar. It's telling you it works. It helps. Does it truly? It, it, do, it does. Because now it's it forces me to look at something. Like, oh, yeah, we have the L10 at this time. Oh, we have this to do. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. So, so do you only use it with with the stuff with Vita Project? Oh, yeah. You don't use it with like your girl? No, she, we, she's the only person I see. Aside from people at the gym, (laughs) constant communication with her. You're around each other often? All the time. If I'm home Mm. and she's like, yeah, all the time. Actually, actually, Rance says you're home with your wife pretty often now too. You guys still communicate through the calendar? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. We have a family. They have kids. Yeah. They have kids and stuff like that. I have, you know, it's, did you feed the dog? Yeah, I did. Like, you know. Don't forget well, to take I, out the what crash. I was saying is what I was saying is that you're in constant communication because you guys are like around each other often. Yeah. So is so is Rancis and and Paola now more so now because Rancis yeah. works from home more often. So I just wanted to see if anything changed. Yeah. Well, you know, no, but also we, they have a schedule. You have kids. That's so much to keep track of. So for me, the calendar is a form of communication. You know, to me, if I send you an invite. I'm communicating this, like, even if we talked about it, now I'm communicating, I'm making it solid. If you accept that invite, you're acknowledging I got it and I'm there. It's like, Roger that. If you don't accept it, it's like, maybe you forgot, haven't seen it. If you decline it, then you're saying, no, I'm unavailable. You're setting a boundary. So to me, it's a form of communication that allows things to remain clear and concise. True. That's fair. (laughs) So I think it's good to end it here. We're about 40, 49 minutes in. Pretty good, guys. Um, we covered everything already. We covered where to listen to us and where to find us. All that Read stuff. the project or mindset you. Just search yes. it all out. Search it all out. Uh, bye, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening and hope you found this useful. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys. Jason here with Mindset You, and I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and watching us every week. Since Mindset You is taking a different approach, we need your help coming up with new topics of stuff that you want to hear so that we can give you the best quality possible and the best content possible in general. It's fun. Come on, help us out. Help us help you. Anyway, you can head over to VitoProject.com to watch any of the old episodes and any of the new upcoming episodes that are coming. You could also... Check us out on Instagram and on YouTube and anywhere else that you could possibly think of that you want us to be. Let us know. We'll be there. All right. Thank you so much. I think we're on Twitter. I don't know. Hit us up everywhere. Call me. Here's my number. 201. I'm just kidding. Hate me on camera. (laughs) Fuck you in the butt. I keep saying, guys, fucking trick myself on the streets. I think that's a good take. Listen here, you little motherfuckers. Um, and I'm gonna start over one more time, or else I'm gonna put my head in the oven. Before I was really interrupted by a lovely Dominican lady, and I'm doing everything in my power not to jump through this window right now because I hate talking in front of a camera. Take 15. Fuck you.